Let's open our Bibles this night to three scriptures. 1 Samuel chapter 1 and the 18th verse, 1 Corinthians 15, 10 and the 11th verse, and John chapter 1 and the 17th verse. Three scriptures. And she said, Let your maidservant find favor in your sight. So the woman went her way and ate, and her face was no longer sad. And said, Let thine handmaid find grace in thy sight. So the woman went away and did eat, and her countenance was no more sad. Second scripture, 1 Corinthians 15, the 10th and 11th verse. But by grace of God, I am what I am, and His grace toward me was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. Therefore, whether it was I or they, so we preached, and so you believed. Amen. I am what I am. I am what I am by the grace of God. And the grace of God towards me was not in vain. One more scripture, John chapter 1, the 17th verse. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Amen. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. If I want to title the word, meet grace or meet grace of your specific plan. Praise the Lord. I wanted to put meet grace, but when I was praying, God said, God is going to fulfill the specific plans over your life. I wanted to title it, Meet Grace of Your Specific Plan. How many of you believe God has a specific plan over your life? Amen. And I want you to meet that grace that will fulfill the unique and the specific plan of the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the name of the Lord. How many of you believe that? Amen. Hallelujah. We know grace is the unmerited favor of God. We know grace is the supernatural ability of God. To call, to do what God has called us to do. We know grace is the good report of the Lord Jesus Christ, of His finished work. The Bible says that grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. And we need to meet, connect our life with His grace. To meet the specific plan God has for our lives. The Apostle Paul, he said, when I met grace, not only was I saved, not only did I become what I am, what I am because of the grace of God, but he said, the plan over my life, the life, the grace that was sent to me was not in vain. It sent me, it made me a chosen vessel of God. It made me something that I could not make myself to be. It made me a transformation that I could not transform myself. It gave me a ministry that I could not have. It made me a revelation that I could not have. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. It was not in vain. It brought a specific purpose of God over my life. That grace is available this morning, this evening to those who believe. And God can put you in specific plans, specific purposes over your life. Lift your hands and say that grace of God is not in vain. Hallelujah. You meet grace. You need to meet not grace. When I say meet grace, I said you need to have a personal revelation of your grace. Grace is a point appeared to all everybody. But you need to know how it started unfolding in your life. You need to see it. Last week I said grace is visible. You are able to see it. Amen. Grace for your specific plans. So many people are discouraged along the way because they moment they get into some trial, they think they're not in the plan of God. It's a lie. How many of you know Job? In the book of Job, chapter 1, it says the hedge of protection was around Job. And the devil could not manage to touch him. Or his family, or his possessions, or his influence. Because the hedge of protection was around him. Praise God. How many of you like that? And God's grace is upon your life. There is supernatural protection. Amen. But one day, you know, the storm, the wind came and 
God allowed the devil to touch him except for his life and everything came around him to attack him. A season of trial. And what does Job say? In Job chapter 3, verses 23 word, 23rd verse. Why is light given to a man whose way is hidden and whom God has hedged in? Why is light given to a man whose way is hidden and whom God has hedged in? Job, looking at his life after the storm, still seeing the hedge around him. Oh, come on. Come on. Praise the Lord. Job is saying, he still hedged me. In other words, although I am attacked, although I am discouraged, although I want to quit, I am not able to quit because there is a hedge still over my, oh, over my life. How many of you are here? You want to quit. You don't have anything more to go. You don't have any more fuel. You want to give up. You want to, hallelujah, tired. Hallelujah. But something is forcing you to stay because there is a specific plan of God oh, over your life. The hedge is still there, Job is saying. And trial this season does not mean that can stop you from God's plan. Hallelujah. Look at 1 Peter 4 and the 10th verse. 1 Peter 5 and the 10th verse. My brethren, take the prophets who spoke. May God of all grace, who has called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered for a while, perfect, establish, strengthen and settle you, even while you enter. 1 Peter 4.12 calls a fiery trial. As a Christian, you go through fiery trials in your life for your faith, for believing in the Lord, for putting your trust in God, for taking a step of faith, holding your Bible. People will ridicule you. Nation will come against you. But God is for you. Who or what can be against you? The Bible says. Family will put you down. Friends will put you down. Facebook will put you down. Instagram will put you down. People will question you. That's a trial. When you read 1 Peter 4, it says it's a trial. People who are close to you misunderstand you. They leave you, they go. It's a trial. Bible says a fiery trial. You are in fire. 1 Peter 4.12 says it's a fiery trial. But the Bible says the God of all grace is still there with you in that fiery trial. Which means when God's grace is upon you, does not mean that you don't go through trial. He takes you through trial. But the trial will not have the last say because God has a specific plan over your life. After a little while, people who still depend on the grace of God after a little while which means the season it is only a season after a little while some of you who are thinking your trial is going to be everlasting your financial mess is going to be everlasting your marriage issue is going to be everlasting your discouragement is going to be everlasting people putting you down is going to be everlasting but my bible says it is for a little while why because God's protection is over your life God's head is still over your life he has a specific plan over your life and because of that, the same grace will bring you out. Hallelujah. A trial can't stop the plan of God in your life. Grace is the ability to still believe in the good report of the Lord while you are still in trial. When you have why, why, why? Why me? Why this? When will this over? When will I get see my breakthrough? When you have the why, why, and the when, when, and how, how, you still chose to believe what God said. You still chose to believe in the promises of God. You still say, thy word is the lamp unto my feet and the light unto my path. Now you say, the word of grace will build me up. You will say, hallelujah, glory to God, great peace. And those who love God's word, nothing can make him stumble. You still choose to believe, hallelujah, the good report of the Holy Spirit. 
you still hallelujah choose to have the witness of the holy spirit rather than what the situation and the circumstances around you is telling you you still choose hallelujah to hear the small still noise rather than the big voice hallelujah and the noise of the devil praise the law the trials and tests can bring a noise it cannot stop from the lord speaking to you that still voice graced to meet the specific plan let's look at the woman in the bible let's have let's go through some few points hannah hannah going through a trial hannah means grace even if you are grace even god's grace is go in your life it takes you through trials in life for something better to take you to something better how many of you believe the lord is going to take me to something better hannah is telling eli the prophet the priest let the handmaid find grace in thy sight in other words pray eli for me pray for me that i shall meet the grace of god pray with favor pray for favor and pray with favor over my life it's a simple translation pray that i will be in the specific plan of god amen when you are praying don't pray like i am not in the plan of god pray for me that i am the one who is seeking the plan of god praise the lord hallelujah for i want to pray for you as a person who is seeking the plan of god and i want to pray you have to say lord i am a person who is seeking the plan of god i want prayer when so many people come for prayer they come for various reasons very few people come for prayer seeking the specific plan of god oh, over their lives most people come for temporary ease over their situation very few people come for prayer for specific plan over their lives which means a man of god's prayer can keep you in god's specific plan praise god here is a woman hannah god heard her god met her with god's grace very name that's why very name called hannah because she has experienced the grace god met her with grace and said you will be hannah you'll be remember you'll remember the way that i've met you praise god i'll name you hannah gracious such is the grace you remember me the day that i've met you how many of you remember the day god has met you praise the lord how how you were and how you are praise the lord praise the lord praise the lord once upon a time somebody said i there are many things in my life that i yet to get answered for there are many things in my life that i believing and yet to get breakthroughs for but one thing i'm thankful for the lord because when he met me i was in the back bench now i am in the front bunch praise god hallelujah he knows that spot where god met him and how he was and how he is but here is what the lord wants to tell you god did not want you to stop from the day that you met you god did not want to stop there god want you to dream big after we are saved by this grace we think the grace stops there so many people the way they are living like hannah their countenance is sad they are come to church they can't smile they can't laugh why because they don't have the revelation of the grace that met you while you were still a sinner and while you were still a sinner he met you in grace and he saved you and you think that that grace has stopped there that grace hasn't stopped there ninne rakshayilekku vilicha krubakku oru nirthalu vannattilla adu ninde jeevithil ippolum velippettirikkya praise the lord hallelujah amen our life will stop if you don't know that the same grace that hallelujah has met you hallelujah it will only increase it will not decrease ah oh, come on where some of us are sitting as if the grace of god has decreased over years when we met the lord we were more happy we were more worshiping 
we were more tolerating we were more patient we were more everything <laughs> but the grace of god has not decreased nor has it stopped you have to realize it's only increasing and it will only increase and that grace does not want you to stop dreaming and stop thinking small if you believe that god has a specific plan of over your life you will not stop dreaming people who thinks that their life was over the day that was saved they'll stop dreaming but if you believe that god has a specific plan hallelujah glory to god let me tell you you will have the biggest of biggest of dreams glory to god and grace meets you it's not for salvation it meets you to make you into and take you into bigger purpose how many of you believe this is a season god is going to take you into bigger things bigger things specific things praise the lord if God's grace takes you into or make you dream again, it is the same grace that we'll need to see it fulfilled too. Praise the Lord. Some people have the grace to dream, but they don't believe it is the same grace that we'll need to see it fulfilled too. It is the same grace that we need in the gap when things are contrary to what we believe. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I remember my father when he got saved by the grace of God. God gave him a dream to reach to the Catholics, to reach to the traditional churches and to give Jesus. It was a God-given dream. Because God had a specific plan over his life to reach the traditional churches with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And my pastor got saved at the age of 17. He had a dream to raise up an army of God. Because the moment he was broken from drug addiction and, uh, and the lifestyle of uh, hopelessness and suicidal tendencies and when he got saved by grace immediately he knew God had a specific plan over his life and God immediately gave him a dream because when you know that a specific plan there is also a dream that God gives you to raise up an army of the living God the moment you know and that it was the same grace who fulfilled those purposes in their life and still fulfilling the Lord. That's why 25 years, 30 years, 40 years amidst persecutions, trials and questions and hallelujah, all sort of things they are still standing on their ground. Come on church. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The longevity is the result that the grace who met you has not stopped it. It's increasing and that same grace is upon your life. That's why amidst questions and amidst unbelief, amidst unfaithfulness and disloyalty and insincerity and doubt and questioning and complaining, God is still cause you to stand because His grace is evident in your life. What does the Acts 2 says? When the Holy Spirit came upon them and revealed the specific plan for the church, immediately Peter remembered Joel 2.23. In this last days, God will pour out His Spirit upon all flesh. And He will cause men to dream, old men to dream, young men to have visions. Praise the Lord. The first prophecy, hallelujah, immediately, hallelujah, praise the Lord, came out, hallelujah, is hallelujah. When you have a specific plan in the last days, before God will come, He will, he will give dreams and visions. In other words, hallelujah, he will immediately ignite you and show you the future. Hallelujah, not one of giants, but one of good report. Hallelujah, one of victory, one of grace. Oh, come on. If you're discouraged this evening, you're seeing something else. Look at somebody and say, don't stop dreaming. Four ways. How does God open your eyes to a dream? I want you to start dreaming again. Because God has a specific plan over your life. Let not the temporary setback stop you from dreaming. Praise the Lord. Your next great victory will come when you start dreaming. Again, hallelujah. 
നീ ഒരിക്കൽ കൂടെ ഹാലലൂയ സ്വപ്നം കാണാൻ തുടങ്ങുമ്പോ പ്രേസ് ദൈവിക സ്വപ്നം ഐ പ്രേ ദറ്റ് യു വിൽ ബി എ ഡ്രീം ക്യാച്ചർ ഫ്രം ദ സ്പിരിറ്റ് ഓഫ് ദ ലിവിംഗ് ഗാഡ് ഹാലലൂയ നീ ഇന്ന് ദൈവത്തിന്റെ ചില ദർശനങ്ങൾ ഏറ്റെടുക്കട്ടെ പ്രാപിക്കുന്ന രാത്രിയായി മാറട്ടെ പ്രേസ് Why did Paul and Silas say amidst trials were still clapping their hands? Because Paul had a vision that a Macedonia man will be saved. Hallelujah. When you have a dream and when you have a vision, you will not stop worshipping the Lord. You will not stop clapping to the Lord. You will not stop praising the Lord. Come on church. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Number one, the lack of time. How does God open your eyes? Joseph had a dream because... he knew he was loved by the fathers the father gave him a robe of many colors speaking about the manifold grace of god joseph through the love of his father today our love of our heavenly father our heavenly daddy will open our eyes to our god given dreams you need to know god loves you our heavenly daddy loves you it's a manifold grace of god not one type of god and one set it's a manifold grace of god of many colors you have seen only one color look at somebody and say you have seen only one color praise the lord number 2 david the man of god received the dreams when samuel the anointed prophet of god came and laid his hands upon him god can release god given dreams and visions over your life by the laying of hands hallelujah when god allow men of god to lay and release a blessing over your life it releases a specific plan it causes you to dream big hallelujah glory to god number 3 Mary was full of grace full of favor but why God chose her because when you hear the song of Mary she was a one who was thorough with the word of God she was a regular reader of the word of God she was a regular meditator of the word of God you catch the dream God has over your life when you habitually read the word of God Mary somewhere had got a big plan of God she said do something big do something specific over my life mary and angel immediately came and said mary full of grace the lord hallelujah the word highly favored hallelujah praise the lord you catch certain plans of god over your life certain dreams when you habitually meditate on the word of god for the lack of time i want to get into the fourth time how do you catch the dream bible says the same angel who met mary met zachariah too a man who once dreamt but stopped dreaming he dreamt that god will use him he dreamt that he is a priest and a bright man of god will have a great history to leave behind him a great legacy but doesn't have a child and somewhere along the line he stopped dreaming some of you have forgotten the god given dreams but god hasn't praise oh, god god hasn't god knows the dreams and the visions he's given over your life god hasn't thank god even while you forget nee ninde melulla pra jo sopanangal marakkumbolum marakkatha oru deivam undu praise lord the angel came and said meet john john means grace come on i want you to meet john zachariah who become a non dreamer see once you stop dreaming you will have so many difficult questions for the lord have you noticed that not just questions difficult questions the more you discourage and stop dreaming and stop believing you will bring forth with difficult questions not even a pastor can understand or even ever answer it olden days i used to un- try to answer it and i wasted all my time and days and energy and this is now i just give a smile and i said tata bye bye i will pray about it god said i've not forgotten what i've told you he came with a dream and what does our boy our man did hallelujah and 
God said, I will give you a dream. He said, no, I don't think, I don't think it's happening anymore. So what did God do? He put him in a room with a dumb spirit. So don't shut up for a few days. Go to the room. He put him in a room, shut him in a room in his house and kept him there. Why? Why? God said, I'm going to make you sit here till you believe that I can do it for you. Praise the Lord. The Lord is saying some of you are like sitting alone in a room. You are not able to feed anybody anywhere outside. You are getting provoked. Hallelujah. Praise God. That is a time God is trying. Praise God. Have you ever been in that place where you are completely disconnected from the outside place? Even if you want to connect it, God is supernaturally disconnected your heart your mind your emotions hallelujah praise god if you haven't connected hallelujah praise god he has made other people disconnected with you why he's put you in a room to provoke you and said so that you will not put your trust in man for your breakthrough you will believe god will make it happen for me how many of you will believe this morning? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God will make it happen for me. That's exactly what he did with Hannah. He knows to provoke you. 1 Samuel chapter 1. And can somebody read 6 verse for me? And her rival also provoked her severely to make her miserable because the Lord had closed her womb. The fourth way, when God has a specific plan over your life, the fourth way that he will make you open your eyes to your dream is to provoke you. Come on. Nobody like that. The fourth way, I've seen this as a pastor. I've seen this, you know, sometimes, you know, it's a great difficulty, but the one who is provoked, feel like provoked from every side. The more closer you are getting to the plan, you'll feel more provoked from your nobody else, from your very pastor himself. Why? Because that's the way God brings out a dream in you. Before God does something big, and before God meets you with a dream, He'll provoke you. He meets you with provocation. He puts you with people who would bring an end to yourself. And who is in the first list? Eh? All the one who is not married is saying pastor. But all those who are married with my spouse. He will use to put an end to yourself. He will use people who are close to you to put an end to yourself. That's provocation. People in your own family. In Hannah's case, Penaniah, Elakna had two wives. It's a prophetic picture of Israel and the church. In Romans, God had two. Israel and the church. We won't get into it. But Elakna had two wives. Israel, oh sorry. Penaniah and Hannah. Penaniah had children. Hannah did not have, for God has shut her womb up. Praise the Lord. If somebody is shut this night, this message is to open up. Praise the Lord. Oh, come on church. This is going to be opening day. Praise the Lord. It's going to open up your womb. Open up your fruitfulness. Open up your doors. Open up everything that is shut in your life. Open up fruitfulness. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You heard about fruitfulness. Tonight is the night God is going to open up a fresh fruitfulness over your life. Hallelujah. He put you with people to end yourself so that later no flesh will glory in His presence. When God indeed bless you, there will not be any self to hallelujah, glory, pop your head and say, I've did it. Sometimes in the same house, sometimes in the same church, God has placed you people to provoke you. Mary was provoked by Joseph. He publicly tried, privately tried to, what did he do? Try to divorce her, to bring an end to Mary before God could do something big. Hallelujah. It is not to reject you. It is not to hurt you. 
it is to bring you to your dream the ultimate purposes of provocations is not to belittle you but to give you a hunger come on to seek god hallelujah to give you a hunger to believe in the gifts and the callings of god to give you a hunger to get you connected your potentials it is to it is to transform you to the highest potentials over your life oh, come on church because provocation is not comfortable provocation is irritating provocation is frustrating aarelum ninakku kuttumbam ninakku ishtapadathilla praise the lord kutti kutti chala samuel ne velipadum kartha praise sometimes it's your sons that will poke you sometimes your daughters that will poke you sometimes your in-laws that poke you it is not to belittle you it's not to hurt you it's not to put you down it is to bring forth the larger plan of god revealed in your life come on come on come on but still hannah was provoked she was fine she was married to a wealthy husband because he would give two per, two times more than we could give penanai and his children double portion the man elakna himself been possessed by god what else you want you are so comfortable your husband is possessed by not devil possessed by god you're such a beautiful husband you're so comfortable he's doing everything for you praise the lord that itself is a talk to all together possessed by god hannah was happy content comfortable satisfied now that's what grace does happy comfortable but there is so much more to god's grace but there is so much more to god's grace hallelujah and grace found her in a place where she stopped dreaming how many of you are happy even while you stop grace is ready to meet you ninakku nirthan thonumbalum devathinte athiya kruba ninakku veendi his blood is ready to speak for you praise the lord even when while you feel like quitting there is something that is making you say praise the lord great man of god said while he was still his father was a preacher grandfather was a preacher great grandfather was a preacher he wanted to be a preacher but somehow he found himself in a pub drinking and as he was drinking he is singing then sings my soul my savior god to thee and he said what how great the war why you still quit god's grace will find you when sin increased grace increased all the more when you felt like quitting grace give me another chance come on come on come on hallelujah praise the lord praise the lord because if you stop dreaming you become barren hannah stopped somewhere along the line forgot and the enemy got into her mind lost her passion she became barren and how many of you know god did not heal hannah but provoked her to faith some of you are asking the lord for an immediate instant breakthrough god is not at the moment going to give you that answer but he is going to provoke you to greater things if he gives you that instant healing instant job instant raise instant hallelujah salary hike you'll stop there but if he provokes you ah oh, come on you will become the ceo if he provokes you hallelujah you will become the entrepreneur if he provokes you you will come with a business idea if he provokes you you will become the pastor if he provokes you you will give it to a gift of healings and miracles come on in my specific place i never completed my degree and my mba because god knew in for my case i would have sat in one of those countries and i would have had a healthy nice life praise god he provoked me i'm not saying that for everybody but 
for me. He provoked me. Hallelujah. How many of you are here this morning? This is ministering to you. Hallelujah. Why do you stop dreaming? Because you somewhere along the line thought, I am not supposed to have it. In the sopanam nirthangarna, oh, idha endeya thalla, eni chodla thalla, ennolla thonnit. Somewhere along the line, I will not get to a good husband. I will, whoever comes the next in profile, I'll marry him. Somewhere along the line. Come on. You say, oh, I'm not supposed to have it. I'm not just worthy enough. Somewhere along the line, I'm not good looking. I'm not from a good family. I'm not called. I'm not. This I am not thinking. The flesh will always try to talk you out of God's specific plan. You'll say, I'm saved. I'll come to church. I will attend the worship. I'll receive the word. But I don't think I am the person for that specific plan God has. Come on, church. So what did God do? God showed somebody who had the same situation, same family, same husband, same salary, same class, same circumstances. Benaniah, God showed her how she dreamt and she got. Come on. Wow. God, if you don't see it, he will bless the one who is sitting next to you. Same church, same pastor, same word, same worship, same class, same family, came to the same time, all came together at the same time and he believed, so God blessed him, praise God, hallelujah glory to God, hallelujah, he dreamt so God took him forward, hallelujah God provoked him, hallelujah not to belittle you, but to tell you that even you can have it come on, come on, come on praise the Lord hallelujah Hannah would have thought, she's perfect she doesn't pray as much as I have, but she could dream. If she could dream, I could dream. If she could receive, I could receive. Not for competition, but a lesson learned in humility. Come on. A lesson learned in humility. Come on. You will never learn anything in pride. Grace teaches you lessons. Hallelujah. He gives grace to the humble. That word provocation has got a positive meaning. To call forth. You, he, she saw in somebody, she said, Hey, I am going to call forth the same blessing over my life. Come on, church. Somebody make it, make it. Hallelujah. Is this making sense? Hallelujah. Praise God. You look at somebody coming in the church who God blessed with the same dream, with the same thing. Some sucker, you have no excuse. You need to call forth. You need to have a good attitude. You need to give your worship. You need to give your praise. You need to dream. Somebody did it and he got it. If he got it, it is no secret what God can do. If he has done it for others, he will do it for you. God delivering Penaniah that made a bring for Samuel. Hallelujah. Amen. See, if she would not, just imagine, somebody is in depression and God delivered the person in depression. And the person who is sitting in the same seat, in the same room, in the same house, can't excuse and say, God can't heal me. God can't set me free because it was the same house, same place, same husband, everything same. And one received it. So you can't excuse yourself. If somebody's womb got opened, yours God will open too. If somebody got a financial breakthrough in the same house, you too will get it. If somebody God used you in his anointing to the nations of the world, he will do it. Oh, come on. When I stepped out for God as a young boy, I said, if God can do it for my pastor, he can do it for me. Come on church. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Look at somebody and say, you don't have an excuse, bro. 
Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. What did she do? Immediately, she went to pray. Come on. Come on. The moment she was provoked, she immediately went to pray. Let us approach the throne of grace with boldness. She did not come with depression and complain. Come on. Come on. When you understand what God is doing, when you discern it correctly, you approach the throne of grace with boldness. Knowing that I shall find mercy and of grace in the time of need. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. In another words, she put the Lord. Grace is putting the Lord in the driver's seat. You get out of the driver's seat, put the Lord in the driver's seat. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. She was so negative. She said, I was in the driver's seat. I was too negative. If God comes in the driver's seat, negativity will turn to positivity. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Verse 8 says, her heart was grieved. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Verse 10 says, she was bitter. No taste. She did not even eat food. Verse 11 says, she was afflicted. Everybody could see. Verse 12 says, she had a sorrowful spirit. So isolated. But the difference between some of us and her, she went and prayed. She went and prayed. Some of us get discouraged and we never pray. We go out with our friends. We go out for a movie. I'm not against all that. But that won't solve the problem. You have a tequila. It won't solve the problem. The juice is good. A little tequila and vodka maybe. I mean, for, for a little while you will feel good. But after it loses his... <laughs> she brought her sorrow to the Lord. When you bring to the sorrow, there is a beautiful tears that will flow out. Come on. I want to tell you something. I want the Lord to heal you tonight. What happens if you don't bring your sorrow to Jesus? The story of Hagar teaches that she was lost in sorrow. When Abraham sent her and her son away from her house, it was a very few kilometers, very few miles away. I mean, it was only a small journey to go back to her kin, to her people. That's why he gave only a pitcher of water. But because she was too much in sorrow, she lost her way. How many of you know, when you are too sorrowful, you will lose your way. You will make wrong decisions. Praise the Lord. In the weakest of the week, hallelujah, you will make, hallelujah, wrong decision. Praise the Lord. Some of you, the way you are sitting, I know why you are still in the same place. You are too sorrowful and discouraged. It is controlling your life. It is sitting in the driver's seat. Some of you, I can look at your face. Some of you have found the way. Some of you have lost the way. Some of you are on the verge of finding a way. Some of you are on the verge of losing your way. Praise the Lord. But let me tell you, glory to God, don't lose the way in sorrow. She lost the way. The greatest storm should bring you to tears in prayer. The greatest storm should make you, hallelujah, to come before the Lord in prayer with tears. Let that storm get out of you. Oh, come on. Come on. Before God comes the storm outside, He wants to calm the storm inside. But complaint will make the storm twice as powerful as it is. That's why the disciples talk. If you don't bring the storm in prayer, in tears before the Lord, the storm looks twice as stronger. Come on church this evening, tonight. Hallelujah. But look at Hannah. She brought it to the Lord in prayer. She brought it to the Lord in prayer. When you make Jesus Christ the driver's seat, it's like those tumbling truck. 
he dumps everything trash out of your life come on he dumps it the moment jesus gets hallelujah into your truck and take the driver's seat he dumps everything out and fills you with good things he takes you to a supernatural journey come on come on come on let this be a day of dumping may jesus be on the driver's seat ah oh, yeah 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 he will fill your truck with good things he will take you into the supernatural way of his love you will not have to carry that trash of sorrow and hurt and bitterness anymore god showed me in a vision some of your life tonight if you allow jesus to get it some trash is going to go forever out of your life some garbage it's a way out some unforgiveness and bitterness will never enter your life you have to empty it out tonight for god has good things to fill you he can never take you into the specific he will never take you hurry to the supernatural journey with all the trash come on trash won't last the journey brother with trash somewhere along the line you will stop so he empty out the trash glory he knows he can't do it you can't do it so he says give me the driver seat i will show you come on i will show you that's grace i will show you glory to god you will get into that supernatural journey and on the way the same people who questioned you smile at them the same people who you want to hit on their face you hug them praise god it's a supernatural way of god's love when jesus is the driver praise god are you with me church this Are you with me? Glory to God. Number two, what did she do? She became hungry for a fresh word again. She said, I want a fresh word. Like Jacob, I will not leave you till you bless me. I want a fresh word. Is there hungry people here? When you go into a church, two types of people you will see. I'm the hungry and the non-hungry. God fills the hungry. Release the specific word over the hungry. He fills the mouth with good things. With the hungry, he will enlargement comes to the hungry. Uh, it's not pastor's preaching it's not pastor's style it's not pastor's vision it's not pastor's revelation it all starts with the hunger if anyone is thirsty let him come to me and out of the believer's heart shall flow rivers of living waters it all starts with hunger any god appointed feast god appointed gathering where god's presence is there if god sees hungry people there is not a meeting that he will not go without visiting the one who is hungry she became hungry because she have learned a lesson from penaniah the less graceful the less spiritual with hunger received more oh my god my god the the junior the less spiritual the woman who knew the word little lesser than hannah received more because of her hunger it is not about junior or senior it's about who is hungry come on hallelujah praise the lord oh oh my god she was so hungry Elakira was asking, "Am I not enough?" She looked at him and said, "I'm happy with you, but there's something more I want. I'm hungry this time. I was happy with you. I'm happy with you, but your double portion is no longer enough for me. I want a fresh word from God." How many of you say, "I'm happy with my job, pastor. I'm happy with my family. I'm happy with my wife. I'm happy with my children. I'm happy with everything. I'm content." But there is a hallelujah, a door knocking, a spirit of God provoking to hunger for more. Come on, come on. This night whoever is hungry, God will fill you with good things. He will give you a revelation of the specific plan of God. He will make your truck. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Now the same woman whose womb was barren is pregnant. In other words, you should have never ever have received a miracle. Your situation is such that you should have never ever seen a miracle at this time. 
but here is he praying when you are hungry you have no idea what god can do ee samayatha ninde anugraham velippadan paadillayirunnu this moment your blessing and your breakthrough should not have come but it has come i don't know who i'm telling tonight if you are hungry god is telling it should not have come it should not have come but because you are hungry ninakku daaham ulladonda ninakku veshappulladonda hallelujah ellavarum ninne ezhuthi thallumbolum naan ninne thirichu vilikkum pray when people rewrite you off hallelujah i will write your name ya 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 for a miracle it was said that those women jewish women who received the promise fulfilled would sing a song that's why hannah sang a song that's why mary sang a song when the promise came to pass but yeah 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 isaiah 54 1 to 3 tell us a faith way to access into your miracle right now sing o baron yeah praise god sing o baron who has no children with more will be the children to the one who has not hallelujah praise the lord to the one who has sing o baron Amen. How many of you here at this moment your womb is shut? At this moment your opportunities are shut. Your this moment your ministry is shut. This moment your finances are shut. But amidst everything is shut. You said I'm going to sing. I'm going to worship. Oh kabara ba shakala ba do bala dara sia. My Bible says for he is able to do exceedingly abundantly more than you can ask or think you can imagine or dream because of the power that is working within you. Let that power be unleashed. Let the power be unleashed. Let the power of resurrection power of god the power of his grace be unleashed over your situation i feel an anointing of god connecting with your situation tonight bringing instantaneous miracles bringing instantaneous plan of god putting you in god's calendar right away glory to god sing over and the third thing is to believe put the instantaneous faith put your faith in the grace of god hallelujah to hear tonight church number 4 how did she receive the word The Bible says she received the word through the man of God. The word that came through the man of God was the word of God. So many people miss their miracles because they wait to get a direct word from God and you never get it. God's word comes through the man of God. Glory to God. When God's grace meets you with a specific plan, he has specific people lined up to bless you. Come on church tonight. the woman god's servant gave her a word the bible says she was no longer sad come on church tonight hallelujah devam vechirikkunna devadasinude ninakku venda vajanam kartavu therumbol adu nee yetedukkan thayaraanengila nee sangadathode thirichu pothilla samadhana kedode thirichu pothilla santosham kondum samadhanam kondum prathyashayam kondum albhuta shaktiyale nee thirive kartavu viduvanam vishwasthara value relationships when she came back home the bible says she knew elakna she knew this time god is telling the sexual relationship was blessed when god's grace comes in sexual relationship is not boredom it is not a liability of your marriage it is just not responsibility it's a graceful anointed time hallelujah with your husband with your spouse that you can't have outside of your marriage it is locking hallelujah the marriage hallelujah into its fullness amen but my message is not that it was for somebody you will enjoy your husband and wife but my message was this hana couldn't come back and say hey elakna i don't need you anymore you go with penanaya i have a word from god she couldn't say that 
God is a God who values relationship. You cannot despise, hallelujah, your husband and wife and cannot get a breakthrough. Come on. You cannot be bitter towards your husband and can't see that breakthrough. When God's grace comes in, He will heal your relationship with the people that is around you. Glory to God. Luke 6.38 put it like this. Give and it shall be given unto you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together. Who will give it to your bosom? Men will give it to your bosom. God has lined up men to bless your life. God has lined up relationship to bless your life. God has people lined up in your life. You have to honor it for your next breakthrough. Proverbs 21 says, The heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord. He turns to it wherever he wishes. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The attitude of the people who are lined to bless you is going to change concerning you. There is going to be a favorable attitude. Whether it is your boss, whether it is your husband, it is your wife, it is your pastor. There is going to be a favorable attitude. Whether it is a court case and there is a judge, the judge's face is going to turn favorable towards your life. Your in-laws are going to turn favorable towards you because there is a word from the living God. The heart of the hand, the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord. For somebody, that word is just enough to have a turnaround in your career. I pray this week tonight, I decree the bosses, hallelujah, faith is going to judge towards you. His heart is going to turn towards you. The heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord. He's going to turn in favorable for you. Hallelujah. Glory to God, not against you. Your appraisal is going to change. Your position is going to change. You're going to be noticed for your hard work. Glory to God. Enemies will be at your footstool. The one who has enmity towards you is going to change. Bless you. Are you with me, church? And this is where I stop. When you meet this grace for your specific purpose, you will never be scared again to obey God. So many people are scared to trust God, to obey God. She said, I'm not going to scare. When she received the word from God, she's happy. Here is the Spirit of God telling her something. So when you are blessed with salmon, you should give her child back to God. After two years of taking care of Samuel, the time of weaning, when the close bond is there between a mother and the child, when you will want to least let go of your child, here she's saying, here is my biggest blessing. I'll obey you. I'll put it right on the altar. Because it was not about Samuel. Never be scared to let go of something God gave you. Because it was never about it. It was about opening your womb. Come on, somebody caught it in the spirit. It was a power, uh, releasing a blessing over your life. Glory to God. If God asks you for one thing, He will give you five more sons in the place of Samuel. God gave up. Come on, church. Come on, church. Some of you are worried that the blessing that you have, you lose it. But God takes it. Something better is coming. She learned. There's one thing she has to do. First things first. When grace finds you, First, seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. All these things shall be added unto you. Give up the one, I'll give you five. Give up the ten, I will give you ninety. Give your best, and He will open doors. Uh, Pastor, till, till this time, the talk was very good. <laughs> Somebody say, till this time, I really like the message. If anybody loses his husband or wife, the Bible doesn't say. But if anybody loses his house, Anybody lose the father, the mother, the brother, the sister, the house, and your wife for my sake and for my gospel. I will give you a hundredfold father, mother, brother, sister, house in this age and the age to come. Uh, there is no amen for that because very few of us have left it. Come on, church. 
tonight it's not about whether god remembered you god remembered you that's why he has shown his grace when you least deserved but it's about whether you remember the gracious god where are the nine hallelujah tonight the word is meet the grace of your specific purpose praise the lord i don't have time but three things that you will do when you meet this grace three things you have to do inform inspire and impart if you have understand the revelation of this if you have experienced it you cannot keep quiet you will inform every person you find it about it you will go and tell grace wonderful grace you will announce it number 2 you will inspire you will inspire somebody why is she so committed to god why do they go friday sunday to church the grace of god something inspiring why is she giving the best to god through her life she said i gave it to god and gave god gave me five inspire of her life tell somebody following jesus the things that you got instead of the things that you haven't got and impart impart that's ministry bringing forth samuels who will preach the next generation impart to your children to your children's children that the gospel will take you from bersheba to dad impart to other people let's close our eyes in prayer the grace tonight